0: listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. We cannot talk about female empowerment and body positivity without talking about the most mystifying and powerful part of your body, the vagina. So today we are going to talk about All sorts of things ranging from the way they look, the way they function, and I guarantee you're going to learn something that you didn't know today. So listen up. This is exciting. As a pelvic floor uh, specialist and someone who focuses on postpartum fitness and women's fitness in general, I am very excited to talk about this. Before we even get started, there's two things I want to remind you of. Number one, not everyone with a vagina is a woman. There are plenty of other gender identities of humans who have these body parts, but don't necessarily want to be considered a woman. We have people who are uh, men with vaginas. We have non-binary people with vaginas. Listen, I don't care who you are. If you've got a vagina... This episode is for you. And speaking of vagina, the vagina is actually the canal. And I know when I say vagina, by the way, um, (laughs) I feel like maybe we could play a game with this. Like how many times can Chloe say vagina in this entire podcast? Anyway, so that's the canal. But what we're really referring to when we say vagina is vulva, which is all of the outer stuff. It's what we think of uh, when we see Like those beautiful little infographics about um, a woman's body, that's actually the terminology that we should be using. But, you know, language is fluid and we all understand where that body part is regardless of, you know, if it's anatomically on the inside or on the outside. So here's a fun fact. Only 18% of women can actually reach orgasm from penetration. However, 80% can reach orgasm with stimulation of the clitoris and there's plenty of healthy humans that actually never orgasm or rarely orgasm and that's okay too it's absolutely healthy everybody's body is completely different it doesn't mean that you can't have a pleasurable experience with yourself or with a partner just because an orgasm isn't something that occurs for you speaking of orgasms did you know that the g spot isn't actually anatomically real I'm gonna just, I'm gonna let your jaw drop for just a second. I know there's been this obsession um, in, you know, society with the G spot, but in reality, there's no physical spot uh, in the inside, in the internal uh, vaginal canal that can stimulate an orgasm. If you are able to feel pleasure from the wall of your vaginal canal, it's really the. Uh, clitoris is nerves that you have to think. It's this big internal network of nerve endings that go up in there. And again, only 18% of women can actually feel and reach orgasm by stimulating those nerve endings. So next time you have an orgasm from penetration, you can thank that beautiful clitoris of yours for its extensive nerve endings inside the vaginal canal. Now, let's unpack the clitoris a little bit because, girl, it does not get enough credit. Now listen to this. It's not just a little spot. It's actually a four-pronged wishbone-type shape. And it's 10 centimeters from tip to tip. Four fifths of your clitoris is actually inside of your body. The only, the, that last little remaining one fifth is that little spot that you would receive stimulation from the outside. Did you know that your clitoris in its entirety is roughly the length of an average flaccid penis? That's about three to five inches. So, <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you, the vagina is a powerful thing. The vulva is a powerful thing. And the clitoris is a powerful thing. Here's another fun fact about the clitoris, because um, I can't say clitoris or vagina enough times in this podcast. Did you know that it has twice the amount of nerve endings as a penis? It's about eight thousand nerve endings in that one little piece of anatomy, which is just freaking crazy to me. Like that's a that's a ton of nerve endings in one very small area of the body. Let's talk about vaginal function because I think that's there's a lot of misconceptions with what your vagina is quote supposed to be like and. I want to unpack that a bit because I think it's really helpful for us to understand that each vagina is incredibly unique. Did you know that your vagina is actually supposed to have a smell? Now, if it's foul or different than what you're used to, you should be checked by your doctor. But everybody has a very specific scent to their own vagina, which is crazy to me. I mean, and if you're if you're Gwyneth Paltrow, you go as far as to make a candle in the scent of your vagina, which, wow, girl, if you can make money off that, good on you. Um, personally, not my cup of tea, but hey, it's important to recognize that we each have our own unique scent and it's not something to be ashamed of or cover up with perfumes. In fact, that can actually disrupt the pH uh, in the vagina. And the whole function of this pH- system essentially your your body is cleaning itself your vagina is self-cleaning so anything by adding soaps or even douching your vagina can throw off that ph balance and it can lead to things like infection bacterial vaginosis and of course we don't want to have any health issues down there so we're gonna we're gonna just let it do its thing listen she's strong honey she she knows what she's doing down there so let your body do what it needs to do So while your vagina is self-cleaning, it can also get wet without being aroused. This particular phenomenon is called arousal non-concordance. And basically it's self-lubricating when it's being touched, regardless of arousal. I do want to point out that wetness does not equal consent. So if for some reason you're feeling pressure from a partner because they're trying to justify um, wanting to have sex with you because they notice wetness. That is not consent. You need to be very clear with a yes or a no um, as always always always. and that's a topic for another day. And I'll say I'll say this too. Um, if I'm getting a little bit personal, it's important to understand for yourself too. just because you're wet does not mean you want to have sex or participate in any you know physical connection with this other person. So let's back it up a little bit. Hormones are actually the cause of this wetness, and basically your hormones are going to cause cervical mucus to be excreted through the vaginal canal. Your vulva also has a very high concentration of sweat glands, and so there's multiple reasons (laughs) that you could be feeling wet. Your vagina just seems to have a mind of its own. In fact, it will actually deepen when aroused. And your vulva will change color. The color will deepen due to the blood flow concentration. And I'm sure you may not have ever seen what your lady parts look like when you're aroused. But hey, maybe it's a fun little experiment to see how much your body actually changes the next time you're in the mood. Now, while we're on the topic of arousal, size and location of the clitoris can actually impact your orgasm. In 2014, there was a study done uh, about those that have trouble climaxing. And in this study, it was found that some people have trouble orgasming due to a smaller clitoris that is a little bit too far from the vaginal opening in comparison to those that had an easy time orgasming with a larger clitoris that was closer to the vaginal opening. An orgasm is actually an incredible tool to help relax muscles, and release dopamine and serotonin. And in fact, if you are experiencing cramps, it is said that you can actually relieve pain naturally by inducing an orgasm. Those chemicals will help the muscles relax uh, in the uterus and will release the, again, those, those happy chemicals, dopamine and serotonin, that will help pain relief If you're anything like me, you probably struggle to find time to squeeze in an effective workout at home while juggling motherhood and working full time. And honestly, who has the money or space for gigantic workout equipment? Egg weights are a lifesaver for busy moms who are looking to boost the effectiveness of a basic workout. These little guys literally fit in the palm of your hand and can go wherever you go. At three times the density of traditional dumbbells, you'll burn up to 30 to 60% more calories, you'll activate your muscle fibers, and boost your endurance. I personally love the fitness bundle on eggweights.com that comes with a 2-, 3-, and 4-pound set. Whether you're a yogi, a boxer, a runner, or you just love it all, these are the perfect addition to your workouts. Use code CHLOE10 at eggweights.com for 10% off. That's CHLOE, C-H-L-O-E, and the number 10 at eggweights.com for 10% off. Now, there's this big fear and... Gosh, honestly, like an overemphasis on the fact that, uh, you know, a woman's vagina is never the same after having kids. But listen, you know, there's a lot of changes, but there is a lot of facts that are actually myths. So here I am to help you debunk some of those. 79% of vaginal deliveries will include tearing. Your vagina is incredibly resilient. Your vulva is incredibly resilient, and it actually heals quicker than any of any of the other parts of your body, due to the ample blood supply that is in that area. And like I said, there's a lot of vaginal changes that can occur, um, especially immediately after giving birth, where you know you're dealing with swelling and this feeling of like openness, uh, feeling like your your vagina is wider. Um, and also experiencing a lot of dryness. Um, The dryness is due to low estrogen postpartum. And estrogen is responsible for vaginal lubrication. Estrogen is also suppressed when you're breastfeeding. So this can be a huge reason why sex drive is incredibly low typically after Giving birth, one because oh my gosh, uh, hello. I really hope that sex is not the first thing on your mind after (laughs) pushing something out of your body. But think about it this way: Why would you want to have sex if it's uncomfortable, especially when you're healing? And that's one thing that's really important to understand. There's nothing wrong with you. It's it's hormones. Your hormones are responsible for your your sex drive and when your hormones are out of balance or a little different than they were before it makes sense that you're not in the mood. So, while we're on the topic of vaginal lubrication uh and the lack thereof postpartum, during pregnancy it is the opposite story. Pregnancy is going to stimulate a very big increase in discharge, and you might find that when you're pregnant, um, it's basically like a slip and slide. Uh, Your body is protecting you and baby from infection and is essentially going into a spring cleaning mode and using that vaginal discharge to get rid of any bacteria, which I think is pretty cool that your body is helping you and baby remain as healthy as possible throughout your pregnancy. So while you can actually push a human out of your vagina, you can't put something into your vagina and actually lose it. That is a myth. Your cervix is, it's going to stay closed and will block anything that can go in there. I know there's these like tales of women losing things in their vagina, but the reality is they probably put something up there and forgot about it, like a tampon. The farthest it will go is the vaginal canal and it cannot get lost in your body. So (laughs) don't worry now we focused a lot on all of the ins and outs of you know different holes and parts and all those things i want to talk about the muscle or the the group of muscles that is responsible for cradling it all the pelvic floor this is a big group of muscles and ligaments that support the bowel the bladder and the uterus and it attaches at the pubic bone in the front. It kind of scoops back and connects at your tailbone, sort of like a hammock. A lot of women experience dysfunction and pain and... Um, difficulty with their pelvic floor after giving birth and for a very good reason. You've essentially caused some sort of trauma, whether it's major or minor, to the pelvic floor muscles and it's really important to understand how to heal correctly um, or efficiently and to avoid any further movements that can potentially damage the pelvic floor further. So in order to provide protect your pelvic floor. It's important to avoid straining when having a bowel movement or bearing down. And that includes also for those of you who love to power lift, make sure that you're getting the proper support because with constant pressure on the pelvic floor without properly supporting your core, it could potentially cause some issues repetitive coughing uh puts a lot of pressure on the pelvic floor and also if you gain weight really quickly um, and gain a lot of it really quickly that can also impact your pelvic floor now the fun part about your pelvic floor is if you can get it nice and strong it will actually lead to stronger orgasms thank you yes please absolutely just one one more reason to focus on pelvic floor health Your estrogen levels will also impact your pelvic floor. So we see that this hormone is responsible for so, so much of our female health. I tell you, when your levels of estrogen are low, so for example, after giving birth or during menopause, it can lead to weakening in that muscle, which can cause leaking, prolapse, pain, those sort of things. But the good news is you can strengthen your pelvic floor, and you should strengthen your pelvic floor. Now, it's not just about Kegels. We'll talk about those too, but I want to talk about some of the things that I do uh, in order to keep my pelvic floor strong. So number one is to seek out professional help, uh, whether it's, you know, a postpartum specialist in fitness, hi, it's me. Or if you have like a pelvic floor PT, a lot of, a lot of times, um, and I can't speak for everybody, but your OBGYN knows a lot about the function and how it should be, but may not be able to necessarily rehabilitate those pelvic floor muscles. Um, However, if you go to a pelvic PT, they can help you with things like uh, dilators. So for example, if you have pain with intercourse, Uh, or are dealing with like scar tissue from postpartum, uh, those sorts of things can be recommended by pelvic PT and sometimes your OB as well to help you enjoy pain-free intercourse. Now, Kegels, it's a big thing. We talk about it honestly too much. Uh, There's this overemphasis on Kegels. Now, Kegels are important because obviously it's learning how to isolate that pelvic floor muscle and hug all of the parts that are down there. But if that part is strong, but then the kinetic chain is broken, meaning you're unable to use your core, your glutes, and in conjunction with your pelvic floor, it just doesn't serve to benefit you. So it's important that when you are doing pelvic floor strengthening or rehabilitation, that you are you're able to at least pull back and see the big picture. It's not just about isolating that one part of the body. It's learning how to support that one part of the body in everyday activities. And obviously you're not just going to sit there and only be doing Kegels uh, when you're, you know, putting groceries away. For example, you have to use your whole body. So it's important to learn how to isolate the muscle first and then use it while you're doing other movements. There's even weights for your, your vagina. I mean, listen, if you want to strength train, that's the way to do it. Uh, I I know there's a lot of different products that typically your uh, pelvic floor PT would recommend, um, such as like, I, I don't know the actual uh, non-branded term for it, but they have like weighted balls that you can put into your vaginal canal and practice lifting them up. And those sorts of things can really help strengthen that particular muscle. If you're feeling like you're lacking in function uh, or experiencing pain or you are feeling weak in your pelvic floor area, or even if an indicator of you know pelvic floor issues could be things like tailbone pain or um, pain around the anus or in like near the pubic bone, any tightness, looseness, any sensations that just don't feel normal or good uh, can be an indicator of a problem with the pelvic floor. And listen, there are lots of different issues that you could potentially have with your pelvic floor, such as being too tight, too weak, underactive, loose, whatever, But those are all things that a professional should be able to help you address and to strengthen so you won't deal with those things in the future. Pelvic floor health is not optional. (laughs) This is something that can impact your quality of life. And I I think there has been this stigma or this idea that, you know, peeing your pants uh, and leaking when you're running and exercising after giving birth is just normal, but you know, it's normal, but it shouldn't be tolerated. And what I mean by that is there are ways to help yourself heal. So why not why not pursue those avenues of healing? So my encouragement for you today is to spend a little time getting to know your body. And listen, if you're listening to this and you've got a vulva, all I'm saying is... Maybe take a moment to explore, appreciate, and I'm just going to be bold and say it. Masturbation is self-care. I just want to encourage you to not be afraid of your body. I know it can feel really intimidating or taboo to, you know, talk about your vagina. And hey, maybe this episode made you uncomfortable. But what I really hope this does for you is to help you realize that there is a lot that is perceived as, you know, abnormal, um, but isn't, is completely normal. And I think it's really important to continue to educate yourself um, and to spread that education to others so we can, you know, demystify (laughs) a woman's body. It just, you know, the vagina doesn't have to be scary. The vulva doesn't have to be this, you know, cave of wonders. Oh, well, actually, I mean, Listen, the vulva is a beautiful thing to celebrate and there's just so much that your body can do in such a small area. And so I'm encouraging you to educate yourself and to continue to challenge your perceptions about anatomy and to be able to feel more comfortable in your own skin. Remember, you are blessed with an incredible, beautiful body. And I really hope that today you learned a little something about it. And listen, I don't know if you're listening to this and you actually have a vagina or you just want to know more about vaginas, but either way, I hope you learned something new and helpful today. I hope you feel empowered and encouraged. And as always, be bold be fit. Thank you